Scale Well Podcast. How to use technology to scale your business. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Scale Well Podcast. My name is Phil Bean. I'm here with my co-founder, Matt Gamble. We are two of the founders of Nudge Coach, an easy-to-use client management platform for fitness businesses. And today we have with us from One Fit Stop. Jared Azen, passionate multi-skilled entrepreneur with a background in the business and engineering sectors, uh, combining his love for all things sport and health and fitness industry sounds like us a lot. Uh, One Fit Stop was born to improve the quality of life for all fitness professionals by enabling easy and successful business management via industry-leading technology. So Jaren, I really appreciate you being with us. Excited to talk to you more about some technology and some fitness business stuff. I think Jaren stole our bios. It's pretty close. Right? Pretty close. <laughs> we're, we're not engineers though, but well, Jaren, <laughs> so great to have you on here. I know, uh, you know, ever since you and I met about a month or so ago, we've really kind of clicked and I think there's just so many neat things y'all are doing over in your side of the world. So I guess just to start, tell us the story of One Pit Stop for those that maybe aren't familiar. Well, first of all, Mac, Phil, thanks for um, having me here. I really do appreciate it and uh, great to you know, reach out to, to your community and, uh, and, and see how your platform grows and expands ac- across the globe as well. Um, one fit stop, it's, it's been an absolute journey. We, we were actually founded in 2012 um, down under in Australia and we, we launched the platform originally um, with the idea to service the PT industry. Uh, just specifically the personal trainer industry who lacked the tools that they required for both the business management and the fitness tracking in a really simple and easy to use platform. And that was the key is that there were tools out there that allowed them for, you know, to manage the fitness tracking. And it was just the start of the app boom as well. So there were the limited apps on the market at that point in time. And from a management perspective, there were um, platforms that position themselves for the higher end, you know, studios, facilities, and enterprises, um, which had sometimes lower tier accounts for sole traders or PTs, but realistically, it didn't cut it in terms of the user experience and the simplicity for the personal trainer. And so, uh, you know, at the time, identified those, those gaps in the, in the market and really spoke to hundreds of personal trainers um, in the industry to find out exactly what they were looking for, what they needed both from a management side and a fitness tracking side to try and collaborate the two together. And uh, with that, the, you know, the concept and idea of One Fit Stop was born. And uh, to be honest, we had so many other great ideas at the, at the time um, you know, around uh, you know, building in some sort of uh, store or platform for personal trainers to also access wholesale prices for products um, without having to buy in bulk and you know, various other things just to continue to add value back to the personal trainer. But we found that, uh, of course, once we started going down the software route, that it was such a big undertaking and that we really wanted to focus on giving the best experience to the personal trainer that we said that this is our sole focus uh, going forward. Um, And, you know, as that personal trainer software started to get to market and we beat it and we know we'd launched just in Australia and and we're working closely with uh, a couple hundred PTs we actually had a lot of interest from the studio spaces. So originally it wasn't built for them, but just because of the simplicity of the management and the fitness tracking, there was great interest from the studio side. And so at that point in time, our software started to evolve. We started to, um, we created a high tier package that was then uh, catered more to the fitness studio and facility and uh, then allowed them to manage their businesses effectively without the tools that were available to them. And so that's, that's actually how the whole system you know, grew from, from the ground up and, and just evolved over time. 
And uh, in, in early 2016, actually January 2016, we, we decided, yep, we, we're, we're ready now. We, we launched uh, globally uh, with a prime focus in the US and the UK. Um, January 2016 and since then it's been fantastic we've, we've seen the the platform reach so many corners around the world and uh, and uh, and businesses that are coming to our system from others other platforms and sharing their feedback with us and loving it as well as you know new businesses opening up in the industry PT and studio um, and, uh, and and you being able to launch their businesses from scratch using our platform which is so exciting for us now to see how it actually has an effect on every single fitness business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one question I had for you as you kind of went through this, and I can absolutely relate. I remember when we, when we first had the idea for Nudge, I think we, we narrowed it down to a cool hundred pieces of functionality we in the first <laughs> version, and we decided, no, 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 we need to scrap it and stick with two. Yeah, so specialize, that, specialize, specialize, yeah, yeah, yeah. specialize. is a beautiful thing. But when, so when you first started and you kind of went the software route, you, what was the kind of primary pain point you noticed in the market that you were trying to solve? Because like you said, you had all these ideas, but you kind of narrowed it down, honed it into kind of a more a simple product. What, what were you solving? Right. And look, I'd like to refer to OneFitStop as a simple product, but in essence, there are hundreds of tools available because we've got both the management end and the, and the right, fitness right, right. tracking. And so the platform itself is incredibly vast, but in terms of the problems that we had to try and solve was you know, we didn't want both the member and the business to go have to go to two different systems, learn two different engines, have, have two different ends to support and, uh, you know, to roll out uh, a management engine and a fitness tracking engine. We thought that, first of all, that was, you know, flawed and, and actually diluting their experience and the, their clients and members' experience. So we had to find a way and address the pain point of combining those two together without giving, uh, you know, without... Um, you know, making that experience complex for that business. So it was really important. Sorry, one second. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know Jaron, he's big time Charlie over there. So uh, we, we need to try to fit in his schedule. We always have the phone interruptions somewhere yeah. in here. I hope, I'm going to actually keep this are, one in. Are we, are we on hold? <laughs> yeah. It's still going. I turned it's it off, and now it's still ringing. I don't still even know what to do. Really the, like, uh, oh, no, no. I think it's – now you know this was not a scripted podcast. So if anyone <laughs> – Exactly, and we like that. We want to sound genuine, but I love. I got to. I already got to draw my Venn diagram map. Yeah. Oh, did you? The Venn diagram is on the paper. I know. You know that I'm really excited about that every time. We have members. We have the business functionality, and we want to overlap and make sure that everybody can use the same experience. But there's and and one thing, Jaron, for you, because I I will say to play devil's advocate, I will say, in most cases in software, we're seeing kind of this idea of specialization where people leverage kind of the quote unquote API economy, the whole idea of mm-hmm. you know, where nudge may be really good at one piece, one fit stop may be you know, great at one piece and you know, take another platform good at their piece. And the hope is that they can all you know, bolt together through APIs and data can pass seamlessly. Do you ever feel like it's, it's risky to go as broad as maybe you have? I mean, have you kind of, I'm sure there are a lot of questions as you went this direction, you know, how, how broad do you really want to be before you do start diluting your own user experience? Correct. So the API side and the, and the connection to third parties, especially in today's world where it's so easy to do integrations and send data from one system to another um, is something that we're focusing on with companies that um, add a supplementary experience and have a whole different engine completely away from just the, the in-person fitness tracking and, uh, and the assessments and then the management side. So uh, we kind of identified, you know, your hundred tools that you need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we try to simplify it as, as, you know, as you guys have tried to do, but then what we, what we said was, okay, 
these are domains that we feel um, that fitness professionals and studios as well um, would benefit from a dedicated solution that's solely targeting that in that space because they they they're you know like like nudge coach it's there for a specific purpose and reason and, and it's something that we would never be able to execute on even if we tried to implement internally so we decided to say okay these are the tools that we're going to focus on on one fit stop we're going to actually perfect them, make them each individually in uh, industry leading tools and then beyond that that's where third parties come in and that's where the integrators yeah. come in to add more value um, what we wanted to try and do as best as possible at the end of the day is preserve that member experience to try and centralize everything for that member um, and, it, it, and at very best, at very best, let them experience maximum two systems to interact with. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's complementary to you know, what, what you know, I guess One Fit Stop and Nudge Coach can do going forward yeah. is that you know, they're, they're two different systems, yet the member's experience is not diluted because they have different purposes. Right, right, right. And whereas you know, for the business, having a third-party accounting system has no effect on the on the end member and client so therefore you know we're not going to go and just create an accounting tool or a marketing automation tool internally it's just too much for a business to handle within one system yeah. the other companies specialize in that and we'll integrate with those systems and that's supplementary to the core which is the management that was that was kind of the big thing i felt like from the kind of 90s early 2000s was kind of big enterprise software and you know, we could, we could go really deep in the whole idea of kind of the journey of technology, but to kind of bring it back to the facility though. So you started, you know, you saw, you started with kind of the, the most kind of simple pain points of the facility. And I'm guessing, I mean, what we see in our end scheduling and payments, is that generally kind of where it started? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. From a management end, you've got your, I mean, Core to obviously the you know, revenue of a business is your payments. Yeah. Core to the day-to-day management is your scheduling. And then core to the health is the reports that follow and the data that you were able to present to each and every single business in a valuable and meaningful way. And so those three tools mm-hmm. in general are the, the main management tools in a, in a platform that's required. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Now, and, that's, and that's kind of what we've seen. And I think what we've even seen with kind of our, our experience with Nudge has just been that, you know, every business needs to start there. I mean, there's a thousand different tools you can use for all kinds of aspects of your business, but don't skip the first step. Right, right. If you can't schedule something and you can't collect money from a customer, you're probably in a tight spot. So start there. That's going to be the first step. If, if we, maybe we should start a list behind us on the board of the things not to miss. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, move they, the whiteboards. We'll move the whiteboards. We didn't, we didn't, yeah. So if <laughs> anyone is just listening, they probably are like, what are these guys talking about? But, um, yeah, and the, you know, some of the, and one thing that's really resonated with me in talking to you over the past few weeks has really been, I mentioned this before we started recording, was just that whole idea of you are trying to really focus on, you know, it, it's cr- creating a great client experience and, you know, providing value to these businesses. But in a way, though, that helps these businesses grow in kind of understanding how to scale responsibly seeing how revenue thresholds can help them get to the next one. Do you want to touch on that a little bit, just kind of what the overall kind of mission and vision of One Fit Stop is? Yeah. So the, the, the actual platform, because it's designed to work both for the sole trader and the team, and those are our two main plans, just sole trader and team. There's no real, you know, there's a couple features that obviously teams require that sole traders don't. So that's the main difference between our two plan structures. But it's so simple for a business to, or an individual to start out as a sole trader, 
to then learn that they, okay, and plan some sort of scale, scalability, and, and they're looking to open up a facility or have a few team members working underneath them to then transition into the other plan account, which is for the team members. And during that transition, we actually work closely with the business to not only just provide them with the software means to manage their new, you know, new operations effectively, but to understand and identify what may work for them, pain points, what they should be focusing on going forward. And not to say we're a business consultancy company, we're not that, but you know, it's always good to add that extra value beyond just here's a software, off you go. <laughs> how effective they use that software is how, how successful they actually are in the industry. And we want businesses to be successful. And so, you know, some of these, I think that transition period is, is so crucial in the mindset of that individual because they're going from, uh, I'm doing uh, everything from the training to the management, you know, headspace to, okay, now actually the management headspace is not just managing myself, it's managing other people in my organ in, in the business. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I now have to focus on, you know, payroll or, I have to worry about my rent expenses and, um, you know, d different membership structures or payment structures that we see come through at that point. So a PT may just sell packs of sessions or keep it simple and just do casual rates. Whereas in facilities and studios, there's a prime focus on recurring revenue and uh, locking, locking clients and members in for an extended period in time, six to 12 month contracts. And so it's those little nuances that they have to then learn how to use uh, or um, facilitate via our software but also transition the way they think is going to be a viable way for their business to go forward. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's, you know, as they transition into that, into that larger you know, domain or, or they're managing teams, it's changing their headspace to be more uh, management, bird's eye view, looking at everything at a whole, yeah. focusing on the reports and the numbers and doing a health check on your business consistently, being agile enough to adapt as well. And, and, and I, I couldn't stress enough, but just, making sure that they're fully committed, 100% committed. And mm -hmm. the biggest thing of all, this is actually my number one golden rule with technology in general, because they're going to start to have to implement various pieces of technology for accounting, marketing, right. uh, software, tracking, whatever it may be, is if they, and this is actually a quote by, by Bill Gates, um, the first rule of any technology um, used in a business is that automation applied to an efficient operation will magnify the efficiency. And the second is that automation applied to inefficient operation will magnify the inefficiencies. And that comes down to actually understanding a business model. And if they're going to transition to a larger, if they're going to open up a facility or, or, or change their structures, they have to understand their structures before they begin implementing. Because if you implement before you actually understand your model and how you're going to operate, you're going to be left with a mess and you're going to be left with a completely inefficient mess. So, number one golden rule is actually plan things out before you begin implementing, do your research, look to see what is going to be the optimal solution with technology and operations and then implement the two simultaneously. Phil, that, that was a great quote for the uh, I don't know. show notes. I'm sure you was flags were going off in your brain. Flags everywhere. Yeah, I like that you even let in with this is going to be a quote. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's going to end up in the show notes. So everybody check those out at the Love end. It. Um, so this is a, you guys started with a good problem to have, I think. You started in the PT space, talking to personal trainers specifically, and then noticed the interest from the studio space, having to deal right. with larger clients. So, um, I mean, how do these conversations go for you guys? Like, how do you deliver the actual conversation where, hey, you guys need to change the way you're looking at your business model here? When does that occur? Is that a one-on-one? -on -one? How, do, how is most of that delivered? 
because we're a software company first and foremost, uh, individuals, professionals that are either sole traders or in the businesses don't expect us to go and say, hey, well, have you thought about this? Mm. It's, it's more of a, a conversation in passing in the sense that we, we like, have you, have you thought about this or have you thought about that? Just to spark thought. It's not to say that we want to influence businesses' decision on how they operate. It's just to open their mindsets to, okay, there are other, other, other ways here that they can decide to administer memberships or control their scheduling or, you know, how, how they can optimize their, you know, the, the, the staff, yeah. staff scheduling and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so sorry, sorry to interrupt there because as you were talking about this, I think what, one thing that may be helpful for people is just, you know, we talked a little bit about kind of the primary pain point. You start a business, payment scheduling, got to knock that out. As a business is growing, though, what are you seeing as the other kind of, you know, two or two or three pain points? Like the the ones that you see, the common themes here across all these businesses. As a person goes from maybe a one man shop to some kind of small studio and and beyond. Um, I think they underestimate, regardless of how easy it is to to use any software in the in the marketplace, yeah. especially a management engine. I think they underestimate exactly how much hands on time they're actually going to need with that software. So they think that they can just put a recurring membership in place and off it goes. But realistically, in any business operations, there's going to be failed payments, there's going to be people that aren't attending, there's going to be, you know, just little things to take care of. And uh, OneFitStop is actually, the, it's the day-to-day -day management. So mm -hmm. they're on OneFitStop right throughout the day. And I think they underestimate exactly how much time they're going to be spending on systems. And they think that, okay, I need a software that's just going to do it. And I, I can then just focus on other areas. But realistically, if it's just them, you know, at the top level managing a couple of team members, they're going to have to spend a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Most of the larger facilities have an admin staff one or two days a week just to come in and, and, and actually look at everything. And they're spending a lot of time on the platform. And I think it's that, that misconception that, okay, there's a software out there that's actually just going to handle it for me. There's nothing that can handle everything for you. Your business runs in, in its own unique yeah. way. This software is just designed to facilitate that, but you still have to do the following up. You still have to go and, and uh, you know, chase if a person is late canceled. If they call you up, they say, oh, I can't come in today. And it's with, uh, you know, outside your cancellation period. Well, you, the admin staff have to go in and actually remove them because that's a restriction that you mm -hmm. can set in the software. And so I think it's that misconception that, okay, I don't need to spend a lot of time on admin, but at the end of the day, it is. As you start to open up a larger facility and scale, you have to spend time. So one thing, in the, like one of the most eye-opening pieces to me when we got into a business that depended on credit cards <laughs> was the dunning process of failed credit card payments. So I'm sure you all see this too, just from your customers as well and yeah. probably their customers. But as soon as you start taking a credit card, just anticipate that credit card at some point will start giving you issues <laughs> and that you're going to have to figure out how to start you know, I guess if you look at hard churn versus soft churn and soft churn being if a person just kind of disappears from your facility, you still have their credit card, but then the credit card starts failing, you know, it's kind of soft churn. They haven't quit, but they just haven't renewed their credit card. So mm -hmm. that becomes a huge issue. Is that something you, you're seeing a lot of people dealing with out there? Yes. And it was one of the biggest requests, particularly from the studios who have volume and mm -hmm. who have what some people call in the industry donators. Um, as well, you know, those, those guys who are, who may not be coming to the facility, um, maybe once or twice a year, but they're still there on the membership boards and things like that. And when their credit cards go, well, you know, they have to decide what they want to do, um, if they're expired, but their memberships are still rolling over month mm -hmm. to month. 
So the thing is that uh, these studios, when, when that started happening in abundance, they, they asked us particularly to build in um, you know, functionality to help them manage the failed payments and to make it really easy for uh, either the, the client or member to retry the payments or for the businesses to reprocess it or change the cards. And so we built in um, payment alerts, which basically show um, you know, a nice alert symbol against their name, wherever their name is displayed on the platform, showing that there's been a failed payment on what date and how many times it's failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, the same thing applies if there's an outstanding payment request or any financially related alert that goes in that alert box. But then there's also reports designed for you know, a business to go in at the beginning of the week to make sure that they reconcile last week's failed payments. They could easily just click the retry button if they know that that person has, uh, you know, reloaded their card with money. If it's expired, it will say so. And then every time there is a failed payment, it will send the client um, or member an email mm-hmm. as well saying that it's failed because of this reason. Click here to either upload a new card or actually retry your payment with yeah. after you you know, load more money. If you ever want to have an anxiety attack, open your credit card processor like Stripe or OneFitStop and just watch how many credit cards fail from time to time. <laughs> and it's just it's amazing to me. I'll never understand why credit cards fail and yeah. pass other times. Doesn't make any sense. From my personal perspective, I can tell you that that is a source of anxiety on a regular basis. It's amazing yeah. how many yeah. or how often the payment processors don't really deal with that problem well. Not necessarily yeah. like a OneFitStop that sits on top of things um, right thing, like yeah, when yeah. payment has failed but say a stripe or a paypal or whoever it is yeah. that that a, a business is using so i think that's a huge pain point. it's i'm convinced it's black magic until <laughs> anyone tells me otherwise the um, i'll tell you now as well because you're right in the sense that there, there may be sufficient funds the card may be perfect it charged the week before but all of a sudden the banks just for some reason through the gateway decide to block it this week mm-hmm. and the reasons are just it's just been blocked by the bank, but next yeah. week it goes through successfully. And you're like, well, what, what is going on here? And so you have those things that happen. And unfortunately, you know, that's just making sure that it displays it properly on the, on the front end on our platforms so that the business realizes, Hey, well, it's just, it's just the nature of cards these days and the mm-hmm. banks and what they may do. It's completely out of your hands at that point and out of our hands as well. It's unfortunate, but you know, as long as we have the right uh, reports to showcase exactly what's going on, then at least mm-hmm. they're informed. Mm-hmm. So at, at this point, I mean, Jaron, it sounds like you all have made incredible progress. And I, I think just to make sure we don't skip over too many incredible lessons here. So one thing I try to always ask people that are on the show is just basically, you know, you've, you've, you've built the MVP. You've really identified, hey, these are the pain points we're trying to solve here. And any business can relate to that. How did you go about pricing yourself? How did you, you know, when you first launched this, this to market, I think everyone always has a really interesting story here. How did you, what did you have to market with? You know, how did you land on a number? So because the software was originally built for the PT, we, we had surveyed hundreds of PTs and, and sort of, and we also understand uh, you know, exactly how much an, an average a PT is pulling in weekly, monthly, mm-hmm. and put it in proportion to that. So actually we launched with, uh, it was incredibly cheap. It was either $30, uh, sorry, $20 a month for up to 20 clients and then $30 a month for unlimited clients. Those were the two main pieces they weren't team members at that point when we just had right, the right. accounts um and then what ended up happening was the the studios that got on early started taking that 30 dollars account and then requesting some of the functionality for them which included team members and at that point we're like okay th- this is this is well <laughs> under <underpowered. laughs> we, we can't this give that it's not gonna work <laughs> and, yeah. and there's this fine balance that we always have to say to businesses as well it's like well what you pay represents the service that you're going to get as well 
And so if you're expecting just to take a piece of software and off you go and, you know, we say thank you very much, we're facilitating and maintaining the, the infrastructure, that's all we're doing, that's covering our costs, um, then, you know, pay $20 a month. But if you actually want real value, then there has to be, you know, some transaction involved and there has to be, okay, well, I want a system that both services me from a software, but also from a support perspective. And, you know, a fitness business understands that from their, their, their own right and, and their own, you know, operations that, you know, they, they're trying to give the best service to their clients and members. And for that, the clients and members would also have to pay the appropriate amounts based on how much service they give. And yeah. so we reevaluated our pricing points and, uh, and we still um, identified that the, the sole trade of the personal trainer uh, needed to be at a, at a, at a lower rate. Um, especially if they're you know, starting out and you know, they're, they're a newer business in the industry. We don't want them to hurt, but we want them to be able to grow and get to those, you know, get to the, you know, when they a larger business and then they just naturally go through our models and plans and upgrade mm-hmm. as, they, as their business grows. And then it's affordable to them because they have a larger operation. So we're still priced at $30, with price of $30 a month now for the, for the PT or sole trader and $90 a month now for the, for the facility and studio. Um, we're releasing an up tier accounts now with new functionality as well, which um, include custom a custom mobile application for the business, and that will be priced at one hundred and fifty dollars a month. So th- these are the uh, new pricing structures that we're also busy implementing now. There will be up tier plans, and how that evolves over time is based on what we want to actually achieve in terms of service for our businesses. It comes down to service at the end of the day. Yeah. So, um, as we grow and scale, we, we monitor exactly how much service we have to administer for each business based on that tier account. And then we have to make sure that, you know, we're a viable business as well at the end of the day so that we can continue to service the, the, the business, the fitness mm-hmm. business. Yeah. I think people, you know, when they're looking at software, forget how much value you're really presenting and how much you're able to save them in terms of time, effort, um, just the efficiencies that you're able to create by creating these, you know, repeatable processes that are streamlined right. and automated. Um, so I think my suggestion to to trainers and people like that yeah. out there is to really think about how much time are you spending on these things and how many things are slipping through the cracks and what would it be worth to you to see that go away? So I think, you know, what you guys are doing provides an enormous value yeah. for the price point you're at. And, yeah. And I think, yeah. And you just touched on this a little bit, but the, the whole idea, I think sometimes people forget, you know, they, they use software and in, in a lot of cases, there may not be a face to the company. Mm-hmm. And you think it's just kind of this, this company hiding behind a website and they have this platform and all they want is your credit card and then for you to go away. And that's usually not the case. And I think, Jeremy, it's great to hear you kind of walk through that. But, you know, we, we have raised our prices multiple times because we kind of like the point you made was, you know, we want to work hands-on with our partners. And it was one of those things that we felt like yeah, we could create a cheap offering that people could, you know, who had two clients could start using our software, but there was really no value for anyone there. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes far beyond that. Yeah. And and for us, I mean, the key is to be able to say, you know, going back to that point you made about planning, um, let's think about it this way. What if you could do this? Let's show you the basics mm-hmm. um, and have a little bit of that, that hands-on just to show them that, you know, we're with you to help you implement this. We're your support team too. So, and, and, you know, I think along the lines of that is, is either letting them go through an automated onboarding process or having someone on the phone on board with you, you know, and yeah. if they equate the time that, and, and the effort that we're actually putting into onboarding, it will roughly, it's about an hour call plus follow-ups after. But if they imagine how much we're paying our staff members to do that, and then they, they evaluate how much they're actually paying us one fit stop. 
And especially at the lower tier accounts, you know, $30 a month for the lower tier accounts for, for a sole trader, they still would need that onboarding process. And we like to give yeah. them a personalized onboarding rather than automated. So in that case, they're actually getting so much more value for their money in those first few months because we're, so, we're hands-on with them. And so they, that, that extra service uh, is, is what we like to uh, use to differentiate ourselves. And there are other systems out there designed for the PT, just for fitness tracking and other things like that, um, with a little bit of management out there that are really cheap, really, really cheap. But I guarantee you won't get the same type of hands-on service that we provide as well, which is how we're trying to just continue to add value back to the business. Yeah. Right. And it's not just like, here's some software that could fix a problem, go try to figure it out. It's, let me show you how this fits within the workflows of your business to make it more efficient. Um, it's something that we think about yeah, all the time yeah. for sure. And we talk about a lot. And I think, you know, if I'm looking at this from a trainer's perspective, it's so such a good like facsimile for a trainer sitting down with a client for the first time and saying, let's make a plan together to solve this problem you have. Yeah. They're not just going to start firing ideas at them. They're right. going to start with a plan and then work from there. So it's, it's exactly the same thing, just at a different tier. I feel like this podcast just I love that. loop of like, feel bad for us software companies. We're trying really hard. <laughs> yeah, not, certainly not, not what we meant. Not what we meant. <laughs> we, it's all about service. That's what we're saying. All about service here. So, yeah. Um, no, it's great to kind of hear you say that. And I think, you know, Jared, I think we, like I so said, we, we kind of hit it off because I think we shared a lot of the same kind of, uh, you know, ideas and beliefs around all of this. Because it, it really is one of those things as you're working with clients in general that, you know, it's an investment. It's something you, you know, you put in the time on the front end to make sure that you know, they are going to be successful. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. 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 Can you talk about some of the keys to that? You really, you know, a big part of your system is creating a more seamless member experience, right? Can you talk about some of the importance of that and the pieces that go into it for you guys? Yeah. So the, the member experience as, as we like to sort of call it uh, and what's available on our current platform is, uh, available to be administered in three different ways. What the first way is that the member could go into the, the business's uh, sort of business profile page, their, their profile, their account on OneFit stuff, and then access and, and communicate, book classes, request sessions, that kind of stuff. The other is for the business to actually embed that process into their website or their Facebook pages so that they, they're taking the OneFit stuff portal and including it in their brand and custom mm -hmm. branding that embed experience. And the third is um, with kiosk systems in, in the actual facility. So, you know, check-in and booking kiosks within the, within the you know, front desk of the, of the facility. And those are the three main ports that a client member can go to. Now, some of the most important things, as I've, I've mentioned throughout, you know, uh, our time here is that um, that experience for the client members needs to be incredibly simple, visually appealing to look at, and also as best as we're trying to, because we're trying to get the management and the booking tools with some of their fitness tracking, just the, you know, their assessments and their programming day to day um, into this one platform so that they don't have to go to two places just to um, get, you know, touch their, their, their training program or their next upcoming mm -hmm. session. It's all in one place. Um, and, and that's what we're trying to do is centralize that experience to the members and clients whilst giving it to them in a visually appealing and simple manner. And uh, that's a huge part of our strategy going forward. Um, we're actually in the process of revamping the designs and giving the ability for the business to customize the entire client member experience, completely rebrand it, take one fit stop out of the equation, change the color scheme, the branding, the logos, everything 
so that a business gives their clients and members that personalized experience that they're logging in to that business's account rather than one fit stop. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important because you know one fit stop talks to the business. That that's our relationship. Mm-hmm. We then give that the, the keys for the business to manage their relationships with their clients and members. And I don't want to stand in between that relationship. I want to make that as personal as possible whilst giving them the tools to make it as simple and meaningful as possible. So that's yeah, that's wow. my idea around that. Yeah, we, we started doing that too with Wiley and with Nudge. And it's, you know, I think the way you articulated though really just kind of even resonated with me because I think that's just such a great way to put it in terms of, you know, you're handing over the keys to the car. You know, this is, you know, we put this together, but it's for use within your ecosystem, you know, your environment, your, your facility. And so I think that's, yeah, just a great way to put it. Even if it's just as simple as saying to, you know, whoever's running the business, hey, you may not want to be referring your clients to something called one fit stop that they're not sure what that is. Yeah. You just want to be saying, Hey, get our app or use our platform or whatever it may be. It's branded consistency. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, welcome to my facility. Download this other app. It seems just, like a little thing, yeah. but those little friction points are what really matter in a member experience. Like yeah. you guys are trying to. Well, hey, the, the last yeah. question I have for you, and I know we're running out of time, is just simply a concept that's come up that, you know, talk to some of the people from like the fit technology council, like Brian O'Rourke and he, He's used this term a lot, and I'm hearing more and more about the whole, kind of whole idea of like the new and revamped user experience in the facility. And we've talked a little bit about client experience today, but can you touch on that a little bit? Are you seeing kind of a transformation of kind of what it means to be, you know, what is the desired, designed and provided experience within a facility these days? Are you seeing that kind of morph as technology gets more involved? Um, I think it, as technology starts to progress here, um, the good thing about, the, at least in the, in the fitness industry as I see it, is that technology in other industries is actually replacing some human functions. Mm-hmm. I don't see technology replacing human functions in the fitness industry because like as a PT, that, that level of motivation and knowledge, that personal knowledge that they can deliver far surpasses the algorithms that are you know, available for at least for the next you know, long period in, in technology. I don't think that a technology piece could ever get that motivation factor. But what we're seeing is obviously technology embedded into the equipment in the facility, in you know the apps that are available to interact with you know health clubs and that kind of stuff, and that as the generations keep moving forward and technology keeps getting more powerful, everyone is going to be apt to use technology. They're going to know how to use technology. They're going to be used to using technology for every function of their life, mm-hmm. and so it's their go-to to open up their phone to get into an app. It's their yep. go-to you know, sit down at home and just, you know, go through the web and know exactly where to go, you know, get to, to, to do certain functions. And I think as that progresses and as um, the younger generations come up and, you know, they've grown up with the iPads in their hands, uh, as opposed to us, you know, we, we, you know, we still had uh, Nokia's, <laughs> we had something, yeah. but, you know, we had black and white screens and buttons. And, uh, <laughs> and I think that, that um, I think that's, that's really going to change how uh, in the fitness industry, they push, how much fitness uh, technology is going to be used. Something I'd like to see is uh, the fitness equipments, you know, that, that they all have their tracking metrics yeah. internally, but interbrand you know, you know, cross tracking with fitness equipment would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, something for you guys as well in, in Nudge Coach to be able to pull off, you know, uh, you know what's happening on, on each of the equipment devices with multiple brands who are all pushing boundaries and, and implementing new technology for fitness tracking yeah. for multiple equipment devices. Uh, or equipment um, um, items, I think that would be fantastic to see it progress as well because then the members 
could just have a single port for in the facility to download and interact with classes, but then also get their tracking from the equipment devices. As yeah, well. yeah, it's so true. I mean, I we think about that a lot, and really wish we could crack that today. You know, just plug in all those things because what we with our business are. You know, we're aware that we're really good at is everything that's happening outside of the facility. Yeah. We're able to to break down the four walls basically for the facility and go with the member anywhere. But it's not as easy to access that information that's coming straight off the the equipment, like you're saying. And that's that that would be a huge benefit to a lot of businesses. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that's why we've had just such great conversation with you, Jaren. We're looking at how do we extend the business beyond the four walls and and kind of you know linking up different systems in different ways. And I think it's you know, all for the sake of creating a better member experience, a better yeah. client experience. So, so true. Well, I think we're running out of time here. Phil, do you want to turn it over? Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you brought up also, um, just the last thing before I turn it over to you completely, um, the the concept of, of technology being able to kind of uh, fit in and replace some of the, the manual work that, that humans are doing inside a fitness business. But there are, of course, a lot of things that technology is just not going to be as good at and it's obviously not going to have the empathy you need it's not going to have the expertise that's particular to that yeah. client that you need and you know even in our just looking at our data pool we've seen yeah. big differences in people that are trying to use health tracking tools by themselves versus people that just have someone attached yeah. to that account as an accountability partner i think three times is, is likely to stay engaged beyond four months stuff like that um, so there's a real difference when that human is involved right now. If you're afraid of being replaced by a $2 app, you probably need to reevaluate your, yeah, your value. Yeah, it's not happening yet. Just yeah. learn how to leverage it to make yourself yeah. even more valuable. Yeah. But all right, that's enough of that rant. Get um, off the soapbox, right. Get off the soapbox. <laughs> Jaren, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. Where can people go to learn a little bit more about more about one fit stop? Sorry. They can head to onefitstop.com forward slash nudge coach dash partner. So it's uh, onefitstop.com forward slash nudge coach dash partner. And I believe it will be in the footnotes as well. Yep. Um, so you can head to that and uh, check out a little bit more about one fit stop and, uh, and uh, we'd be happy to hear from you. And, and again, you know, discuss how a, a technology in the fitness industry for day to day management molds to your business, how you don't have to sort of change your model, but it just supplements and uh, increases the efficiency of how you operate. And uh, obviously then providing that end to end experience for your clients and members. Absolutely. Couldn't well, have said that better myself. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I appreciate everyone being here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, guys, go ahead and subscribe if you liked what you heard today, especially. Subscribe to the Scale Well podcast. Plenty more where this came from. Um, review us. We want to hear from more of you. I know we've got a few five-star ratings in there, but I expect more. So, <laughs> keep them coming in. We definitely appreciate all the feedback and look forward to hearing from you next time on Scale Well. Thanks.